My name is Kish Cash. What do I do? Yes. I don't know. What do there's, you a, do? there's a few things. Yeah. Uh, I host a radio show around the corner from from here mm-hmm. on Soho Radio. Yeah. Um, I work with brands. Yeah. Um, crikey, what else do I do? I do blag have- a lot of stuff. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you have a ti- an official title? No. 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 I love it. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just a man of culture trying to interface with culture. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just trying to get involved with it um, throughout all the years that I've been, you know, around on, you know, you're blessed to be on this planet really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so yeah, it's yeah. just like um, in a hip hop, football, skating, whatever, those sort of aspects of my life and just trying to project from there mm-hmm. and just get involved in and helping people out as well. You mm. know, that's the key thing. Mm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> what, what, what do you think I do though, Robbie? Because you're the one who asked me on this like, and there's a reason why. So I wanna, you know I'm what? curious. I think, um, I think the perception, like for me, I think I, there's a, I think there's a person that, that, that can be split into two parts. I mm. think I have my personal perception of you and then I have a perception of what I think the public Ooh. perceives of you. Both sound really sketchy. No! Yeah. Come on. Whoa. I think for, for me personally, I think mm. that um, I don't know your background, like your childhood or where you've come from or mm-hmm. what school or what part of London, if it is London that you grew up or... I'm from Aylesbury. You're from Aylesbury. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from Aylesbury and I was coming up on the, you know, on the early on a train mm-hmm. um, up to London. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I was hunting for records, kicks, mm-hmm. comics, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff, clothes. And what age? London. What kind of age um, are you talking about? Oh, I'm 21, you see. So yes. it's only been like okay, a couple of years on. ago. <laughs> from early, um, from mad early, I must have yeah. been about... You know, students I could just like literally just like hop onto a train. Mm. Um, you know, you know when you got given the freedom to go around. You yeah. know, but some people are just going to town, mm-hmm. right? So I'm from Ellsbury, going to town centre. Mm. But then it would be like, okay, cool, let's just jump on the train and just go to London. Do you know what I mean? And just nice. have a little potter about. So I must have been, um, yo, in the eighties sometime. Mm. Yeah, but when I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember going to Slam City, for example, oh, nice. when it was um, on, you know, just off on Talbot Road. Yeah. Um, and on Portobello Road, uh, just off Portobello Road oh, and going right. to West London. West London was a little bit sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, like Covent Garden. No, no, no. Before Covent Garden. So, um, you know, you had Rough Trade. Uh, Rough Trade is still yeah. there. Yeah. Right. It was in the downstairs of Rough Trade. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. And then I used to go to this uh, comic shop. Um, mm. I think it was called the Fantastic Store. Mm-hmm. And that was on Portobello. Because mm-hmm. um, I used to go around, you know, I'd go, you know, um, Forbidden Planet, obviously, that was the number one at the time. But then I'd go off the beaten track. There used to be one around the corner in this alleyway um, around the back of Forbidden Planet, which mm-hmm. the alleyway doesn't exist anymore, right. as you can tell. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was this like real tight space and just had mad bargains on the comics. Um, but yeah, there was a Fantastic Store. Then there was on St. Anne's Court, I think there was Top 10 Comics, which was owned by Paul Gambaccini and, and Jonathan Ross back in the day. Wow. Uh, so I'd go there, I got yeah. pretty tight with them. And um, there was a few. There was a few. There was um, there was um, Gosh, Oh Gosh, was it called Oh Gosh or Gosh? Anyway, and Gosh is now next to Supreme on the corner, but it was opposite the the museum. Yeah, you know, Great uh, is it Great Russell Street? Um, but yeah, there I used to go everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Nice. And then going for the sneakers as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Had to be on it. My um, my first. I know that this is going to be an important part of your mm. you talking is mm. um, my kind of first interaction with sneaker culture, or like I used to call them trainers, yes, even sneakers back That's then. Right. Yeah. And there was a shop in Kingston called Cobras. And it was like, just like, and I just the smell, I think it's the glue of the shoe, but the smell of the shop is so, it's like a time, if I smell it, I'm going, Mm. I go straight back to it. And people like, I know that when people, I think 
I can't remember that it was definitely within the last 48 hours or so. I, I remember picking up a shoe mm. and I still do it to this day. Yeah. I look at it yeah. and I turn it around if it hasn't been worn yeah. and I smell it. Yeah. Do you do that? Yo, the smell of the shoes. Smell. You know, when you open the it's box important. up, box fresh pair of kicks, oi. It's, and then you open a vintage pair of kicks that hasn't been opened. They're still dead stock as well. Do they have the smell as well? The vintage? Different smell. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. it depends on how the materials have held up. Right. Mm, wow. But yeah. yeah, but the smell is such an important part of the yeah, it is. experience. Sometimes it's the leather though. And right. sometimes it's the way the leather has been treated as well. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that that comes into play, the plastic mm -hmm. or the rubber or mm -hmm. whatever. There's, there's a whole sort of like, you know, sort of a cocktail right. of scents yeah. associated with uh, yeah. footwear. I don't often hear that part. I mean, maybe in your when you're talking, no, people the first talk about the smell, but no, I'm like... No, no, the, yeah, but the thing is, I've always thought, yo, if you could bottle up the smell of fresh kicks... Serious! Right? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be an attractive thing, I think. There you go, straight away, yeah, like, right. something different. Yeah. And also, I remember, like, there was, like, these pivotal moments being young where trainers were used for the thing that they yeah. were designed for. Exactly. Because like, we, we were just, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. This whole culture now didn't exist. Mm. You know, it only exists because, you know, of history and people desiring stuff. At the time, it's like the same with Star Wars figures. Yeah. Right. We used to play with Star Wars figures. We took them out of the packets yeah. and, you know, Transformers, <laughs> the whole lot, right? Yeah. All that all that stuff is yeah. worth mad money now. I know. Right? Especially not being unpacked. Yeah. It's the same with comic it's books. Like never we been flicked used. through comic books, like yeah. boom, 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 and rag them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If they were near mint or mint condition now, you'd be looking at thousands on certain ones. It'd just be like, well, what are we doing? But the thing is, you know, when you're in the moment, yeah. you don't realize yeah. what, you know, the, the, the future is, what the consequences are. Absolutely. We're becoming less naive as we go along, um, you know, because everything has, you know, a certain value, as mm -hmm. we discussed earlier, you mm -hmm. know, how you, what you place on that yeah. is, is a subjective thing. Mm. But yeah, when, you know, even old phones, yeah. computers, computer yeah. games, yeah. you know, if you have the first Apple Mac, for example, yeah, yeah you can't do nothing with it, mm. but as a pure is a point of history yeah that is worth thousands upon thousands i had um there was uh it was the laptop it was a black one slightly curved yeah um and i had it with leanne my partner at the time mm -hmm. and we sold it to charlie dark and i remember saying to him at the time i, I doubt he'll remember this but i remember saying to him you know this computer is going to be really valuable in the future and he's like why and i said because it hasn't got wi-fi because mm. it hasn't got Wi-Fi, you cannot tap into that phone. No. Oh, sorry, that laptop. That's right. Unless you connect to the internet. Exactly. It's an individual device. Yeah. Everything's connected You'd now. have to connect it with via an Ethernet cable. Exactly. And that's if it is Ethernet compatible as well. And it's the same yeah. with the original Nokia phones. Mm. Like, those phones, because they aren't GPS... Yeah. That's the value. Yeah. It's not got the tech. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, totally. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, completely undercover. If it's... you're going to go undercover, you can still make the call. Yeah. But no one's going to know where you're at. No one knows where you are. Yeah. So where do you, what do you think created the tipping point from this wearing things, what they're designed for mm. to the culture of not even now where you would buy something and not wear it, but buy something to be perceived to have it? Like you can even wear a pair of trainers, but not wear them for what they're used for, like a basketball pair of trainers. Yeah. But you'll still wear them. Yeah. But now, I mean, it's even further where you won't even wear them. But I mean, what do you, yeah, yeah. What's there's the there's instances points? I'm going to fess up. There are yeah. instances where I've actually put a pair of sneakers on, on foot, taken a, a shot on my kitchen floor, then put them back in the box. And you'll never wear them again. Uh, no. So what's what? How did we get to that point? I think what's, it's where, I think the... it's when people started understanding that when right the Japanese went really crazy, mm. right? Yeah. And. They took so much stuff all the way over from the west over to over to the east, 
And, you know, they took everything, Levi's jeans, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, Stu vintage Stussy, mm -hmm. you know, sneakers, the whole stuff. Do you know what I mean? All these trainers, everything. You know what I mean? All these items of culture yeah. that they took. And they sort of like, were like, okay, cool. If you want this, mm. this is how much it's going to cost. Yeah. And then all these stores started popping up, um, you know, because my first time in Tokyo was last year. Crazy, right? But only wow. the first time. But I yeah. obviously knew yeah. of the, of, you know, how things went down over there through friends who'd been out there mm -hmm. or who are from there. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, it was like this sort of value. And then you'd see back in the... Uh, sort of in, in the back of Japanese magazines, you'd see the value of these, the, how much they were charging on the secondary market yeah. for these shoes. Yeah. So if you wanted the Penny 2s, for example, they'll cost mm. you like 30,000 yen or something like that or whatever it was, you know, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Then what happened was the fact that sports memorabilia comes into play as well, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Yes. So you know about trading cards and yeah. all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Then it became player exclusive footwear that the basketball stars were wearing right or samples that never came out right. or player worn ones Ooh, right smell yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and then also ones that have been signed yeah so you get jordans that may be worn you know in a certain game wow. and then he signed them etc and they start going up and up but things really have really kicked off in recent years because you know sotheby's are getting on the act christie's are getting on the act and they're wow. selling all aspects of popular culture now aren't they wow you know and it's all backed also with art as well yeah you know oh, absolutely so yeah you know basically futura pieces back in mm. You know, the early 90s probably wouldn't have gone for that much money if yeah. he was making them. Yeah. Now, mm. crazy money and deservedly so. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so on and so forth. And so, yeah. I think the first time I heard um, it was Rob G from Galliano. I think he was one of the first people that, because he was like before Jamiroquai yeah. with um, Galliano. That's right. And then he, so one of the things that he said was uh, there are people that open the door and mm. then when they open the door, they're not necessarily the ones that make the, the fame or the success no. or the money. That's right. So if I'm thinking, even in graffiti, if mm. I'm thinking like the Chrome Angels or some of the early graffiti artists that I knew, and then the graffiti artists, and I would say he's comes from graffiti, like the banks is like, mm. that's a, like the door was opened. He's come through and it's just like, Got boom, crazy, it's like, yeah. it's a, that's right totally different world to these different types of collectors. No, exactly. It's the same with hip hop as well. So, you know, you yeah. got Grandmaster Flash, Cool Herc, et cetera, you know, in, in comparison to like, your, you know, if you do a comparative now, you Travis Scott's, for example, yeah. you Drake's, yeah. you know, they were you know, millions. Yeah. They're going to be, you know, eventually end up as billionaires probably. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Cool Herc and, and you know, African Barter and all oh, them guys are just like, you know, you, that's the thing, you know, it's all about being a pioneer. Yeah. Uh, but it's all about timing. Yeah. Do you want to be a pioneer or do you want to be the person that really elevates everything to a next level? Yeah. You know, it's a contentious thing. And I, I, I feel like with what you do, you're kind of in between both of those two things. Like as in the pioneer, like you get the things first, but you're also, you're pushing things to people that they may never see yeah. or you're getting you're getting in with brands and maybe guiding them in a direction that they've never been going in before because mm -hmm. you've got a much wider perspective on what the culture really wants. Yeah. Um I'm just like this is just me kind of feeding yeah. back what I feel like what it is that you're doing but can you can you give us examples of like specific examples of like working with a Nike or a Puma like you're mm -hmm. saying tomorrow you got Puma yeah but like what it, how how does it work from conversation to the finished thing like even mm -hmm. if it's just an unboxing but well it depends how... on it depends on the given circumstance and the project you know but uh sometimes it's like you know adding the history mm -hmm. to the shoe but in an authentic mm -hmm. way in an authentic yeah. manner via my channels mm -hmm. um just like talking to the people that you know are down with me some of them know the, know the, the the facets of it and the history yeah but there's so many that don't yeah. Um, and there's so many things that are getting rewritten. And it's really mad that some things are getting rewritten even to this day, mm -hmm. even with the relative recent history. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, they're saying it's the 50th anniversary of the Adidas Superstar, yeah. like one of the most iconic pieces of footwear ever, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In 2020, mm -hmm. the shoe actually came out in 1969. 
Right. So it's actually 51 years old. Wow. Yeah. But Adidas have retconned it to say, no, this is the 50th anniversary. And I'm just like, why? So why would they do that? Is that a, did they miss the year? Is it a marketing like? Just for them. Right. I think that's, you know, I think that's pretty crass on that. But when, part. when you're a collector, when you're an uh, enthusiast, the fact is really important. Very. But when we're looking through history of all aspects of history, you know, we want to make sure that what happened is what happened because history is only history if it happened. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, it's Isn't made up, true? right? Exactly. And there's yeah. a lot of made up things in this world already. Do you know what I mean? That people think are history. Yeah. And right now we're in the advent of technology and the way we can interface with technology, you know, immediately. Mm -hmm. But yet, yeah. Still, there are people out there who, for whatever reason, mm. are like, you know, fudging the truth. Mm. And it's just like, really? Why? Mm. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? It's like a classic example. And, you know, I've said this to Puma as well. Tommy Smith and the mm -hmm. Puma suede. Mm. He wasn't wearing the Puma suede. He didn't have it in his hand on the, you know, the podium when he won the gold medal for the 200 meters at the 68 Olympics in Mexico. Yeah. He had a pair of Puma crack, <laughs> right? Now, Puma crack was a training shoe, yeah. right? And... You know, that's why he would be wearing it. He wouldn't be wearing a Puma suede, which mm. did come out in 1968, mm. right? But the Puma suede was a basketball shoe. Yes. Why would a track athlete mm. be wearing a basketball shoe? Yeah. You know, he wouldn't. No. He would be wearing yeah. the, the correct apparel, you know, for training in. Yes. So he had a pair of Puma crack on. Right. And um, I'm just like, seriously, I don't understand what the reasoning behind trying to shoehorn something in. The Puma suede is iconic. Yeah. It doesn't require the Tommy Smith cosign to give it. Why don't you try to give something else within your, you know, your history, yeah. you know, an equal footing and a significance and say, no, this was the shoe. And the bad thing is, right, Puma actually admitted it, this right, is, yeah. two years ago, yeah. right? So two years ago, it was the anniversary <laughs> of the Puma crack, right? Oh. You know, because you know I'm saying? It's so, so they're rewriting so, what they said so, before. So basically they said, oh, this is the shoe that Tommy Smith wore. Then I'm doing a brief you know, about the Puma suede this year. And they're going, yeah, Tommy Smith. I was going, no, Tommy Smith didn't wear it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, when you uh, correct, so because these yeah. are corporations, when you're coming mm. with correct information, mm. how is it received? Depends. Yeah. It depends. Some people are like, yeah, they're cool. They're, they're very receptive. And others are like, you know, your egos, you're like, you're like slapped them on their jaw or something like that. Really? Yeah. And it's just like, come on, we're just trying to make it better because the thing is it might look, you know, it might look difficult right now, but throughout, you know, how many, you know, decades subsequently, how is it going to be perceived? Yeah. You know, it'll be a minor right. if you get it right right yeah, now. Absolutely. If you're going to keep on magnifying it. And That's keep the same on, in yeah. politics. Yeah. If you don't sort something straight away, the story becomes bigger than, right. you know, it's exactly. like deal with it. And when we're dealing with this, with a situation now where people are just saying stuff, no one's fact checking yeah. and that stuck sticks in the people's heads. Yeah. Very dangerous time in that regard. You know? And that's like technology has a huge part to I mean, we can we can talk about it specifically mm. in the trainer culture, but like culture at large, yeah. technology, it's like penetrated so deep. Like mm. how like even if you're fact checking most of this stuff, like how do you know anymore? It's like it's such we're in a whirlpool of information yeah. and it's just so like we're swimming in it. Yeah. We're yeah, swimming we in it. And that's why someone like you and someone like Robert Brooks, and there's a couple of people, King of Trade, like you're keep you're staying in your lane mm. you're stay like you you're not like the jack of all trades trying to give it like you're set like so i would go to someone like you if i really wanted to find out something mm. about because you're you know indirectly an authority mm. within this culture and if i don't know i know people who do yeah you know because i don't know everything yeah i'm not going to proclaim to know everything and that's really know. important i think when someone is able to say I don't know everything. That's yeah. an amazing... Yeah. That's the amount of people who blag it, especially at some of these brands. Yeah. And they're just like, boom, 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 just getting people involved. Or they're, they're leaching information off people and they're not giving the credit that's credit is due. That's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's the thing. That's a and I've got a real problem with that. That's a real shame. And it's shame. happened a lot. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, 
I gave you that information or I know someone who gave you that information and you haven't looked after them. Yeah. And you've profited of it. Yeah. You've got, you know, you got your fat check. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What, what's that person got? Yeah. You know, oh yeah, I'll get you back. Well, mm. how are you going to do it? How are you yeah. going to, how are you going to balance this out? They're not. That's, that's an interesting like real, part of the code. Pulling, pulling, pulling and just yeah. taking, you know, and there's a lot of those. It's even know, which like, is, which is worrying. It's where we are now. So I'm in between Pata uh, Dukes yeah. covered and Supreme yeah. and Palace. Yeah. So a few years ago, before they had the queue mm. um, organized, where it was the raffle for Supreme, this street here, I'm not even joking, there was like several hundred yeah, I saw at that. minimum yeah. every Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're coming to looking after people, fact checking, knowing mm. when there's a drop, knowing when something's coming out, being mm. in the right place at the right time. There's value just saying to someone, yo, tomorrow this is coming out. Yeah. You need to yeah. get one. Yeah, totally. Like, even if you don't want it. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's value just in that information yeah. now. It's like the the collecting and the kind of the the culture is, in some respects, it's out of control. Right? It's like, no, it's mad. It's, it's really, really crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, I mean, where do gone. you see this going? It's like... Well, that's a good it's, question. I ask myself, I, I go, can it get any bigger without yeah. it imploding? And it continues to get bigger. I mean, the thing is, it's, it's inevitable. I don't know. It's inevitable, though, it's going to happen. We're getting a bit of a factory reset right now because of the backdrop of what's going on currently. Um, I don't know if we should mention it. Yeah, go for it, please. Like, say where I, we I don't are, want to man. date this podcast. No, 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 man. Yeah. Say it. So COVID's going on right now. And so basically- In fact, like, say yeah. what's happening th like in three days' time. Yeah, well, we're going lockdown too in three yeah. days' time, right? So the thing is, it's like, okay- I've got great relationships with the stores and I can, you know, you know, sometimes they'll look out for me um, with the release, um, excuse me, which I'm super blessed about. But, you know, when it's now going to be on lockdown, for mm. me getting the kicks, it's going to be like, yo, I've got to go enter these raffles, which no yeah. one ever wins. Yeah. You know? No, that's no. a... Yeah. Yeah, or, or somebody wins, but the yeah. amount of shoes, the amount of entries, you're talking like thousands upon thousands of entries yeah. for about five, you know, 20 pairs of shoes. When, um, so when the, um, the off-white of the, the Nike came, so yeah. I like, I was in the same building as Foot Patrol. Yeah. They've had parties in my space. We mm -hmm. look after each other. Mm -hmm. We're kind of family. Yeah. I never asked them for anything. No. But when when the Off-White came out, I said, like, can I have a pen? They said, like, what do you want? What size? Mm -hmm. And kind of, they didn't say no, but they were yeah. like, this is tight. Yeah. You've asked, you've come at the... Yeah, yeah. And there was, they said it was over 400, 400,000 applicants for like two to 3,000 pairs of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about... Yeah blocking half of soho if you yeah. take the equivalent amount of people yeah. to actually physically queue right. up for them yeah i mean like in the real scale of what we're that's talking it. about that's it is insane yeah and the thing is th those thousands upon thousands of people you know how many of them are actually truly about the shoes you know not many no. they're all about making money and flipping yeah. it yeah you know that's what it is does that spoil the culture is that yeah. now a big yeah. Yeah. How do, you, how do you describe it? Does. Like, I mean, the thing is, you know, if the people who've been into this and, and or want to get into this can't get into this or can't get, how does the you know the culture sustain? Mm. The culture is eroded. Yeah. You know, it's the detriment of it all. You know, and for the retailers themselves, um, it's like all this hard work just to sell a few pairs of shoes. Mm. They'd rather sell the bread and butter ones, mm -mm. but then they also need to have these kind of things going on. So their store has profile yeah. and they're on that level yeah. and they might get the odd ancillary sale from, you know, some regular stuff. You right. know what I mean? That's the thing. And it's like, almost like, you know, the sports stores, you know, the sports brand, sorry, used to be about selling sports products. Mm -hmm. Now it's tips. It's, it's, it's mad, tips, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's tips since the start of the noughties. That's when it started tipping. 
And you know, when you, I think Adidas broke the mold with regards to collaborating with what you know with Yoi Yamamoto and creating the Y three thing. Very advanced, you know. Let's let's go with that. So the whole thing, and then Nike was so adamant they were a sports company, we were a sports company, a sports company. Now mm. they're you know collaborating with you know with everybody. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That they think that fit, fits in with their with their sort of philosophy, or can add value to their brand, yeah. or keep it contemporary and cool. So you, like, so so you're saying that, and which is what I was trying to point out earlier which is it used to be designed for what it was used yeah. for and then it was you would buy it to be uh, associated with some like whether it's your you know from a council estate to yeah. wealthy to yeah. sporty yeah. even if you never did any sport yeah yeah, yeah totally. like it's an association well, yeah it's the thing because um you know with the football casuals for example yeah. they were going to away games and coming out with shoe you know with sneakers <laughs> with trainers that you yeah. couldn't buy here in, right. in colors right? Right, right so that started i think that was the the earliest that i can actually recall of some sort of you know culture being surrounded with the footwear mm -hmm. to a, to a fetishism of that ilk mm -hmm. right then you had you know the the, the breakers and the graffiti mm. artists and the, and the rappers etc mm. you know wearing the sneakers of the street in new york mm. which were of course basketball shoes because basketball is the street sport mm. here it's football mm -hmm. there is basketball mm -hmm. so they're wearing you know blazers and vandals mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. they're wearing you know adidas forums and boom 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 and even prior to that mm -hmm. you know all the earlier sort of shoes you mm -hmm. know and the Pumas, Pumas, Puma for me is the B-Boy shoe. You know, yeah. when you watch B yeah, Street, yeah, yeah, when, you, yeah, yeah. when you see, you know, yeah. Wildstar, it's yeah, Fat Puma, laces. Yeah, Pumas and Lees. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fat laces, boom. You know what yeah, I mean? It's the odd occasional superstar. Mm -hmm. You know, superstars got big because of, you know, because of Run DMC. Yeah. I mean, obviously they were echoing a little bit what was going on the street, mm -hmm. but then they, their association took it next level. Yeah. But yeah, when you're looking at those sort of things, it's just like, then the the they stop they stop the you know the the distribution of certain models mm -hmm. you know it's like okay that's that you know we're going to go on with the new model we keep on going and going and going yeah the brands didn't realize the sort of appeal of retroing certain styles you know and keeping them in play mm -hmm. but doing different executions to keep it exciting mm -hmm. but when they started to do that yeah then that's when things got a little bit interesting right. but at the same time it also switched up the game yeah. as it were. It became a game. Yeah. Because it wasn't a game before. Yeah. As you say, it was just like, yo, we want to rock some stuff that looks fly. Yeah. We've got to make sure, you know, our whole look is on point. Yeah. You know, and it really comes down to hip hop. It comes down to, you know, the casual culture is peacocking. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They were wearing the fancy gear as well. Yeah. Not for the intended purpose, mm -hmm. but because it looks good. Yeah. You know, and it's functional yeah. and it's comfortable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's what happened really. Wow. Yeah. We've, um, oh man, there's, I've got too many things on my mind here. Where do you think the brand, like you were saying that uh, Nike thought that they were a sport brand, mm. where do you think it crossed over where you got like, say for example, brand Jordan, like, yeah, that's a basketball brand, mm. but it's more than that. Like, you know, I know yeah. people that like, well, when you I know see, people that yeah. never touched a basketball no, in their life right? and they're dying well, the for Jordan. They, they, like, they look cool, right? Yeah. That's the thing. So, it's like, you know, it's like, I want to look, I want to wear something that looks dope. I mean, at the end of the day, I look at, you know, when Nike started to identify from Nike's perspective, right? Let's take, take it back to when Hideout was around the corner. Yeah. Right. Hideout was around the corner and they gave, uh, Nike came in and had a word and, uh, you know, they got, they did a, uh, they had a level of product called Probe. Mm -hmm. It was a Probe account, mm -hmm. which was like, you know, super limited product. We're going to test it out here and see how well it's received. Mm -hmm. And it included a few retro silhouettes, but it also included new sort of running style silhouettes, but executed with a, you know, a little bit differently maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so they started off with that. I remember there was some footscapes in the, in the Probe. And then there was, I think there's a Zoom Street or there was a new version of Zoom Street or something like that, or Zoom LD, mm -hmm. I think it was called, mm -hmm. um, that they put in there. Um, and, they, and they trialed stuff out like that. They must have been looking at when 
you know, certain stores, certain fashion stores started, you know, buying sneakers mm. to sell. I remember Duffer yeah. when it was on Darblay Street yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'd get Puma suede in there when you couldn't get Puma suede, yeah, yeah. Adidas Superstars and yeah. so on and so forth. Utopia in Camden, yep. right? I used to go from Ellsbury where I was from and go to Camden, mm -hmm. go to Utopia. When is the shipment, the, the, the Shelto's going, yeah. coming? I remember seeing Barnsley, mm. right? In, a, in his store, Acupuncture, which mm -hmm. was just off Berwick Street, right at the bottom, you know, right. opposite some sex shops, yeah, <laughs> being in there. And he was he was saying, oh, I'm getting these. And I remember wearing a pair of um, black patent leather, you know, uh, Adidas Concords out of there. Yeah. I mean, they were half a size too small, but I didn't care. I was yeah. put my foot yeah. I was like, I've never seen these. You know what I mean? So that was in the early 90s. <laughs> but then you also saw Duffer when it was selling the Dunks, yeah. you know, in Covent Garden, the yeah. Covent Dark Garden store. Mm -hmm. So, that, you know, there's people that are seeing this happening, yeah? And mm -hmm. when Bond had the Puma States, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And there's there's people from these brands, brands now starting yeah. to wisen up. And then you had that generation of people coming in to work at these brands. Yeah. They might not have known what was up or mm. they might have known people that knew what was up or they did know what was up and mm. then they started working there mm. and they could affect change from that that yeah. way as well. Mm. And Lord knows what was going on in America because they yeah. were far more ahead yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they must have been looking at what was going on in Japan yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think Japan must have been ahead because mm. I swear mm. that they were able to license product and yeah. put it and manufacture it and put it in mm. before, you know, without, you know, anyone else knowing about it. When, when I was getting into design in like the early nineties, I think Japan was literally the only country on the planet mm. where whatever you released, Japan had something special. Yeah. So if it's a piece of music, they had an extra track. Yes. If it's a trainer, it's an extra color. Right. If it's a Levi, it's a... Da -da. Yeah. Japan. The CD like, had the OB strip. Do you know what I mean? Or the vinyl had the yeah. OB strip. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know what's on the OB strip, but it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. It's in there. Do you know what I mean? They like that. always yeah. had the extra, yeah. extra. Like yeah. Japan I remember, had it I remember when down. I was buying import um, import 12s out of our price or record house in Aylesbury, and it had that little green import sticker. Right. Right. And you was like, I got the import. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Isn't like it that. amazing? It's not yeah. just I've what got the it is, import of funky technicians. So I get Lord Finesse, DJ Mike Smooth, funky technician out of our price in Friar Square, <laughs> and it's got the little boom on Wild Pitch Records. And it's like, yeah, do you know what I mean? I got that. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Talking of records, buying records, can you explain from your perspective mm. where we're actually sitting right now and how it relates to oh your past? Oh my gosh, this is a mad trip, right? Yeah, okay, so I've worked in a few record stores in Soho, <laughs> you know what I mean, in my time. And uh, yeah, I was coming up on the train, you know, buying buying records and early going everywhere. Boom, boom, boom. Got super down with a lot of people. I mean, yeah, but this particular space mm. is where I worked at my final record store, which mm -hmm. was called Scenario Records. Mm -hmm. So Soul Jazz used to be here. Yeah. Then it changed its name to Sounds of the Universe. Yeah. Then it moved over to Broadwick Street. Yeah. Right. And um, a few years later, um, chatting with um, Ed Pitt, and he'd already had his mail order thing, and he wanted to open a physical store up. So I was help, I was advising him on the buying because the scenario was based in Ackland Workshops um, next to where Banksy Studio used to be, which used to be my office. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> one of my biggest regrets of all time. But, What's that? Getting rid of the studio? No, never buying Banksy. anything off Banksy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just there like like we're in now, yeah. right? Shit and it was dark everywhere. and dingy. You know, you had the, the, the railway line along the back. You had the motorway over the top. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, oh, you see him in there. In and there. I'm going, yeah, I'll buy one of these off you. He's like, yeah, don't worry, I'll sort you out. I was like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Never did. Never did. I held that brother out a few times as well. Really? Yeah, because I remember wow. I remember one time um, I, I was walking down um, Gower Street mm. and then I see him walking across. I'm coming out of, um, oh gosh, was it? I think it's oh gosh, or gosh, whatever it was called mm -hmm. anyway, because mm -hmm. it's called gosh over there yeah. now. Yeah. So coming out of gosh and he was like, 
He's like, oh, Kish. It's all right. Because I go, how you doing? He goes, yeah, I'm all, I'm all right, but I'm having a bit of trouble. And I go, what? I need to, I don't know how to draw figures in proportion. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? I go, I don't know how to do, you know, draw, you know, the human body or whatever, in proportion and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, you know, cartoon style. And I was like, are you serious? He goes, yeah. And I go, look, come with me. So I took him back into Gosh, right? I took him downstairs and I pulled out how to draw comics the Marvel way, right? No way. It's the classic basic, you know, yeah. thing, you know, if you're an aspiring comic book artist, yeah? yeah. I think it's John Buscema who did it or or is it Jack Kirby? I don't think Jack Kirby was involved. Anyway, whoever whoever wrote it, you know, mm -hmm. um, associate with Marvel. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and he flicked through, he goes, this is exactly what I'm looking for, Damn. like that. So boom. So he owes me for that. Yeah, he you owes I mean? you. But man. he also, there's a fabric CD. So when I was working at Wall of Sound, so I'm going to get back to the point while we're yeah. here. But when I was working at Wall of Sound um, for the Bad Magic okay, K-pop yeah, label. With Mark. Yeah, with yeah. Jonesy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was working with, so my boy Dan Greenpeace brought me in. Yeah. He was the A&R and he brought me in to, to run the label. And uh, I was working there. That's how I ended up, you know, the Bad Magic office was actually oh, yeah, yeah, over yeah. on the other side. Yeah, yeah. the Water Sound office this, there. Is this Bad Portobello Magic. Road? But yeah, Portobello Road under the, the Westway. The Westway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So towards Subterraneans where yes. Acton Workshops is. And that's where the Bad Magic office yeah, is. Yeah. But Banksy was in there. Yes. Right? So I was based in, in the Water Sound office. But Greenpeace <laughs> brought me in and, and we, were, we were doing all that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Which is quite mad. But yeah, I mean, I think, it was crazy um, times. Mark, Mark was saying that. I think that he separated with his wife and it was quite a big, mm. like, difficult separation and he said that they had a whole heap of Banksy's they did we were surrounded and, by Banksy's like and, we're like and, we're at now boom, yeah. boom. all the paintings he said not prints yeah he said there was the so paintings. much in there yeah and when he he was so upset when he separated with his wife mm. like trying to like divide and like what they hired a skip and they chucked it all Mark is a visionary right you know and I learned a lot from him um and that's the most that's as equally as a facepalm moment as what I did not buying a single one do you know what I mean? Original some, some paintings. Of, yeah, yeah. Some, some of the some of the some some of the guys who worked there, they had they they had a couple. You yeah. Know? Uh, Toby, I think he had one. He bought his house off the sale of one of them. <laughs> one yeah, or, or a deposit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think Alvin did pretty good, but I never bought one. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it was one of those things. But you know, that's how it is. But yeah, it's, I mean, you know, it's these like, moments, yeah. these moments, yeah. they come and go. But there's going to yeah. be others. There's going to be more. Totally, totally. Do you know and I mean? that's the that's the, it's, yeah. it's, it's like stocks and shares. And I'm not trying to. Put it down just to the value of money, but yeah. it's like you don't know what the no. next thing's gonna. But that's be. why I'm trying to buy one of yours. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's why I'm trying to get money to buy one of yours, man. I love, I absolutely love it. Do you know uh, what I mean? You know, it's, thanks, it's man. absolutely brilliant. Well, by mean? the end of this, you'll have I mean, one, so that's a nice. That'll be a nice. <laughs> no, trust me, that's that's after this. But okay, um, yeah, well, yeah. I'll sell myself. Like, no, 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 you don't need to do that. Do you don't I mean? need to do that. But was, going back to, I, I went on a bit of a tangent there, so I can't, I can't remember where the hell I was going with that. That's my life. We started with why, but why we're here, right? Okay. So we're here. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I said I worked at different record stores, yeah. right, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. So I worked at Mr. Bongo's. Mm. I then worked at. Um, was at that just flavors. down the road as well? Like the. It was. So, um, was it Poland, yeah. So or? Poland Street. And it started on Lexington, just mm. around a corner. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? And then I worked at uh, Major Flavors, um, which was which moved different locations. Um, but that was um, I worked for Ronnie, and Ronnie originally used to work for Red Records, and it changed to Unity, mm. which was just down there. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is now um, uh, it's either Pole Pole or one of them spots down yeah. there. Do you know? Yeah. What I mean? But that was a, I was one of the best record stores ever. Amazing. And Kenny Boots used to work there. Right. So that's where I met them guys. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy, but yeah, right here mm. is where Scenario was. Do you know what I mean? So basically, Insane. oh, that's where we were going. So I was yeah. going into, I was going in, going back to Portobello mm. after finishing up working at Wall of Sound. Mm. Bad magic. Um, 
And Ed Pitt was like, oh, and I started advising him on buying of the records. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, I'm going to open up a physical space. Mm -hmm. So he chose this space. Wow. Where we at. So after Sounds of the Universe, universe, then it became Scenario. Wow. You know what I mean? And and this is it. And, uh, you know, um, did you ever was there what's Dave, down here Dave and what all that like, they, they did all the mail order stuff down here in this room yeah they did all the mail order stuff in here do you know what I mean so yeah all the computers and this is pre-computer this, this is all wrapped up with records wow. and, yeah, this is crazy. before the internet no this is the internet just the internet of, yeah 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 this, yeah. Is the, uh, this is around 2005 oh, okay. okay 2004 yeah yeah and it's mad it's crazy. It was mad. In this room. Like, yeah, because everyone knew me from working at the other record shops, so they came to see me, yeah. and I'd hook them up. And I managed to get a relationship with all of the other record stores. That's mad. Which is mad. Everyone each, uh, hated each other. Or some, but <laughs> right, I was, uh, I was a, cool a with all of them. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go see Digger and, 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 and Zora at Wild Pitch. I'd be cool with them. Ronnie and Rail and DJ Woody at Uptown, I'd be cool with them. Then Did Ronnie, you ever see Zaki, Black Master? Yeah, Zaki, Zaki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think Zaki remembers me, but I used to see him oh. like, um, at, uh, you know, when I was working at Mr. Bongo's all the yeah. time, he'd come in. Yeah. So then we had Bongo's. So I was cool with them and a deal reel down the second incarnation of deal reel because the first had already gone by then. Mm-hmm. Um, we had released a groove with LJ yeah. and, and that over there. So I was cool with that. We had um, released the groove. That was, yeah. We had If Music. Um, yeah, we had, I was cool with all of them. All of them apart from Phonica. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I'm not, you know, Phonica are an interesting bunch, so to say. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, doing uh, their own thing. Yeah, but doing in, their thing. But again, with the, the, the music and the sneaker, like, because I come out of the the Giles Peterson camp, mm. and I'm like, that's my kind of, you know, the straight no chaser, the yeah. the kind of talking loud. That's shout my to Swifty. Yeah, man, big yeah. big yeah. shout to Swifty. That's my yeah. that's my people. He's go almost like props. my he's like and my, Mitchy as well. And Mitchy, yeah, Mitchy as well. boy. There was Mitchy there was boy. Cam, yeah. Mitch, Fred Deacon, myself. Yeah, Fred Deacon from Fred Lemon De- Jelly. Lemon Jelly and Airside. Yes, right. He had a design company, Airside. Yeah. And he, had, he went on to do Lemon, Lemon Jelly. Jelly. Yeah. And now he's a professor, and he's like he he. He trained, he teaches at all of the art. It's a bit like Neville Brody does that. Neville right? Brody, another Don, man. He yeah. was, so Neville Brody was um, Swifty's. So when Swifty was a graduate, he started to work with Neville Brody. Wow. Neville Brody is like the iconic face magazine, right. arena magazine. Yeah. Like he was like. We owe a lot bit, of our childhood to his topography oh my God. and his imagery. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's like, yeah, he's a. Uh, He's, yeah. you know, Tom Hingston came out of his campus. Tom, well. oh yeah, yeah, I his, know Tom. Yeah, do you big, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he yeah, went yeah. on Tom's to do ledge. some, yeah, some. Really, and Tom, really I met actually projects. when working at Water Sound. Right, because yeah. he was doing a lot of work yeah. for Water Sound, and yeah. I met Mitchy Boy there yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? yeah. So this is the mad thing, yeah. and I also met Jake, Jake Detonator. Okay, through that because he was doing some of the ugly duckling artwork, okay. and kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So wow. I met all these people there, wow. and I met people working in the record store here as well, which wow. is crazy. I remember Ronson, Mark Ronson coming yeah, in, yeah, right, and it was like, all right, cool. I remember him, yeah. So I hook him up. Benji B used to buy yeah. records off me. Giles Peterson, yeah. Lavelle, you know, but they, they Giles and Lavelle. They bought them off uh, me when I was working in Bongos. Okay. You know I mean, because they had good relationships with Hugh and that from Bongos mm-hmm. prior to me working there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was kind of kind of crazy. Do you know what I mean? That's where I met Michael Copperman and Fraser Cook actually working okay. with Mr. Bongos. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's a you know big mean? part of so, yeah, your it's, culture. It's a big, big, like... big part. Do you know what I mean? But it's, it's kind of mad. You know? Back in those days, like, music was different then. Like, mm. you could be a hip hop head, but you might like rock. Yeah. You might like acid house. You mm. might like jazz. Like you'd be in one room and you'd see like a football hooligan to yeah. a, a raver yeah. to like, you know, grandma, mm. like old people in right. there, exactly. in the dance. Yeah. And like yeah. the music, you, you'd start, like you'd have a bit of jungle and like, but then it kind of, it all got separated and drugs yeah. came into it. And yeah. It got a bit harder and the yeah. culture started to get a bit more serious and it separated. But That's early nineties, mid nineties, there was something 
the music that was coming out in from all parts of the world. It wow, was just yeah, and yeah. the clothing, yeah. the fashion. I think the, London though has got to get, get mad props for that because the house music that was coming out of here was like you know so revered. It still yeah, is now. Yeah. Um, the acid jazz scene, oh, which led to the trip hop scene. Yeah. Do you know what I mean that exactly. was the UK? Yeah. And then when you think about how music has progressed, mm. all the mu new music movements mm. really mm -hmm. generally yeah. have come from here. Yeah, there's the French house movement at yeah. the moment. You know what I mean, and all that. And, you know, we had Detroit prior to that, which it takes mm -hmm. inspiration from but when you look at you know garage yeah. i'm talking about not the house garage yeah. uk garage yeah, yeah, right yeah. and uk funky absolutely dubstep yeah grime jungle well jungle prior to Before, all of that yeah and hardcore but, yeah hardcore yeah. but that all stemmed from um, hip-hop you yeah. know what i mean but yeah but all those movements all the brit that's yeah. british and young kids yes. i remember when i first started hearing like dubstep i was in canada and i was hearing like these young 14 to 16 year old kids mm. like making tunes. Like, I was like, what? Yeah. This is some serious stuff. Yeah. And it's like, they, they're not like got resources and not got no. big recording studios. No, no, no. They're out of their bedroom. They're yeah. just doing, and then you, and the way that I would hear it is like before the, the you know, the, the main people that supported it on the, like the radio ones, et cetera. But it was on the pirate yeah, stations. Yeah, yeah, pirate yeah. stations in the UK is, that's a, it's like blood in our, you know what I mean? Right? It's like, it's a serious part of our culture. Absolutely. The young Absolutely. people just without their resources yeah. making some well, that's serious how, that's how it started. cultural yeah. change. Exactly. That's how it happened with a lot of music, you know, in the, especially in the 20th century to now. Hip hop came out of, you know, disparity, you know, you know, abject poverty, you yeah. know, war torn. Literally, the yeah. buildings you see at the Bronx, yeah. they look like, you know, yeah. bomb had hit them. Absolutely. It's literally. It looks yeah. like, you know, what some elements, you know, some parts of Afghanistan probably look <laughs> yeah. right now. Exactly. You know. Without you know, you know, hopefully no one finds that analogy crass. But yeah. the thing is, it literally was like that. Yeah, you know, there was um, there was a hip hop video. Um, I can't, remember, I don't know what it was made, what it's called, but it had like Africa Bambata and it had Cool Hurt driving around with a car with a pair oh, of speakers yeah, 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 yeah. in the back, yeah, and he's yeah, just driving around, yeah. and it's exactly right. how you're describing yeah. it, like buildings flattened. Yes, basketball yes, rubble gone. everywhere. Yeah. You know. And then strewn, like, the whole streets are strewn. They yeah. aren't sometimes they aren't even streets. Yeah. And I mean, then they would like for real, like they would literally plug in the plug mm. in a tele in a uh, a light pole. Yeah. String it over to a, a a flat that was empty in a building that was abandoned, and that was the block party. Boom. There you go. It's like that's how it it wasn't like organized no, money. No, guess it, no, like it was no. proper like was oh, like, there's boom. electricity over yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> we're taking it. Yeah, we were appropriating yeah. it and we're just making something out of it. It was crazy. So, you know, like you, you mentioned earlier about we're being in the COVID times, like mm. I, because we're in it, it's very difficult to see it, but we're talking about difficult times, some yeah. ma magical things come out of it. Well, yeah. Do you think some yeah, yeah. magic is going to come agree. out of I, this I suppression and this totally. lock? Like, I've seen it already. Kids being grounded yeah, at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it already. Out. No, like, no, exactly. You can't come out. So what's like, what I'm finding is a lot of musicians, right? They can't go touring. Yeah. So they want to, they, they they're making, all that music. Yeah. Yeah. They're making more music. Yeah. So the thing is, I just on the show, I've done a whole new show from I did the week before. Do you know what I mean? From and the new music from people making Yo, music from the amount of albums that are coming out. And that's just that it, little bit of the albums that are coming out that I know about. Wow. You know, boom, the amount of hip hop that's coming out is crazy. You serious? Well, you, even like I'm not in the music, but you see what I'm doing upstairs. Yeah. That's that's a that's a total reflection of where it's the biggest thing I've ever done. Products of our environment, are we not? Yeah. I mean, we we soak up all these different elements. You know, from all aspects, some subconsciously and some consciously. Yeah. And it affects us. And then, you know, we express. How would you, like, if you were to inspire someone, so say, for example, someone's in a difficult time right now mm. and they are locked in their house and maybe they don't even live with anyone. Yeah. Like, do you have any work, like, do you ever have a difficult moment? And if so, how do you get out of it? How would you inspire someone else in a, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, 
I mean, they're finding this a bit of a tough time. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, I know a few people, so I can hit them up, and you know, you got you know different apps where we now can imagine having COVID, mm. but like twenty years ago, no Zoom, no, we'd no be going phones. mad. <laughs> only four channels, right? So I'm saying, you know, you're lucky to have Sky if you got money because that's astronomical, right? Dial up, don't even. No, I exactly. don't think people would understand what dial up actually no, was. No, like that. Yeah. Two minutes before you'd even see a page on the internet. Right? Like, what are a you page. talking about? And a basic a page. page at that. I'm not talking yeah. about the website. I'm talking about the pages no. loaded. Two no. minutes. Trying okay, to, I'm gonna go and make a cup of tea. If you try to load this image, forget it. You'll be That's waiting a days. Week. Yeah. Crazy. But I'm I'm glad that we're you know we're in now with the technology that we have. As long as it can stay stable and viable, um, we're very blessed to be, you know, in this position now as opposed to prior. Um, so, is there you know, anything that you've seen with technology, like even if it's the obvious Netflix yeah. or like, is there? I mean, there's a Netflix. I mean, the first lockdown though, I hardly ever watched the TV. So, what did you do? I, I, I can't remember what I was doing. I think I was emailing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think I was actually on the social media a lot, mm. just checking stuff out on there, information mm. out on there. Yeah. Which uh, some say, oh yeah, it could be a bad thing, could be a good thing. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, whatever. Do you know what I mean? I'm still here. But you know, I was I was doing that. But lockdown two, yeah, you know what I mean, is what we call it. Yeah, yeah, the revenge of COVID, right? Yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah, middle finger up to us. You know, yeah. you ain't done yet. Yeah, and we're not going to be done yet until there's a vaccine. But yeah. you know, um, I'm probably going to get more involved in some TV, maybe some documentaries and Amazing. stuff. But the thing is, you know, anyone who's at home, if they've got TV there, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean, don't get zoned in on it. But mm -hmm. you know, you utilize that. Mm -hmm. You know. Make content. Maybe, maybe also, things. maybe it's a time now to like try to learn new skills, not mm. retraining like the government crash yeah. said. Yeah. But you're at home. You know, yeah. maybe you can paint. Mm. Maybe you can, you know, learn to knit or do mm. some other stuff. Learn to cook. I mean, mm. I need to learn to cook properly. Yeah, man, you're a you big know? foodie. Come yeah, on, I'm you can't foodie, cook. I, I can. Yes, just, you can. You know what it is, right? It's it's almost like there's a set way to do things. Yeah. Um, but it's all alien to me. Really? You know? Yeah. It's like, okay, you got to do in this sort of order. Mm. And I always get it kind of wrong <laughs> a little bit. You could uh, argue that um, it could be like a food dyslexia, should we right. say? Oh, wow. not, to, not to disparage people of, you know, who, who suffer from dyslexia, but yeah. you know, it's like having the, the process mm. um, down patterned. Mm. So you know what to do, when to right. do it and yeah. be able to simultaneously do yeah. it. Chemistry. You know? So like the snares going with the kick drum, mm. with the hi hat. Yeah, mm. I need to do that. Yeah, do you know what I mean at the patterns that needed to be yeah, like on yeah, that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's a good. Uh... So uh, yeah, right now everything's just one pattern. I just do it. <laughs> I'm just gonna play that one drum. Now that I'm gonna play that. Oh shit! Oh, that got burnt, and I was gonna do. Oh no, like that. So that's what happens. So I need a lot more prep time. See, that could normal. be your show. Like, you I'm, cooking I'm, I'm, car that... crash, <laughs> car crash cooking with Kish. <laughs> there you mean? go. Yeah, there's there your you show. There it is. Yeah, man. Well, there's yeah. one thing that I'd really like to know, <clears throat> which is you have how many, one, before mm. I actually ask the question, yeah. how many pairs of trainers do you actually have? I don't know. I have never done an inventory. Like? Never done an inventory, but I'm going to. Thousands. Yeah, there's probably at least a couple of thousands, maybe, so, maybe more. I don't so, know. So, you know, like we said. But I'm always an advocate. It's okay. not how many I've got. <clears throat> no. It's what I've got. Absolutely. The stories attached to them. Yeah, this, the design is, this is my this point. This stuff. is where yeah. I'm leading to. So. You know, when we we both agreeing and discussing that the culture itself has removed itself from what it was originally. Mm. Like you're not wearing you're not wearing dunks for playing basketball. You're wearing them to go to a party on a roof yeah. terrace or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, so with that in mind, with your boxed sneakers, mm. they're not they're still in the boxes, aren't they? They're still like yeah yeah. Box I mean, I, even or... even even the ones that I wear, I put them back in the boxes because you... it's the best way to store them. Oh right, boom, 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 like that. 
everything you wear goes back in a box. If I've got the box for it, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So what I, was, what I was thinking was like coming out of that culture, mm. would you work with a curator who is more cultural mm -hmm. to one day not only archive, but display it in a storytelling way? Oh, I, that's the plan. Very that's good point. Because yeah. the thing is, I look at, I don't look at what I have as a collection. I look no. at it as an archive. And my plan is, you know, we, we've got so many institutions that are so geared towards the past, mm -hmm. right? You know, you've got the, you've got the VNA, mm -hmm. you know, you've got the, all these different museums. They've mm -hmm. got different artifacts from wherever, right? Yeah. Who is preserving yeah. the culture right now? Absolutely. And not just the sneakers, but yeah. my vinyl collection as well, because yeah. obviously I'm music background, music's priority. Yeah. If it came between music and kicks, Music wins. Are you serious? Of course. I didn't know that. Yes. What? Come on. Well, thank God we're I mean, still I'm in the, the reason, room that exactly. this is part of. I know, because the reason I'm into kicks is through music Sneak. and it's through football. Wow. So, you know, sport and yeah. music. Then it comes to the sneakers and the apparel. Wow. Yeah, of course. I didn't know that all day. I mean, I couldn't, live, I I couldn't live in a silent world. I could yeah. walk around barefoot if needs be. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I, I, I don't yeah. want to be in a, in a silent world. Okay. So that's that's what it comes down to. So yeah. it's a preservation of culture. So all these institutions, you know, great, brilliant, mm. amazing. Wow, great. We can see this, that, and the third. Mm. But who is preserving the now? Mm -hmm. Who is making sure they're going to put it all in context? Yeah. You know, so it's the, Coming back to the fact. Exactly. So maybe your calling is like, there's your side, but... Could you imagine if you teamed up with someone that was equally as obsessive as you are, but with something else? Yeah. And you just pull these this components. This is the plan. It's like, you, it's like you've been like picking Inside your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you got this the is pensive, what... uh, is it, what is it, what is it, the <coughs> pensive in Harry Potter or whatever? Oh, like, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You put it in there like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You pulled it out and yeah. like that. So yeah, that's the idea. It's that's everything. That's amazing. You know, I'm, getting, I'm getting, getting excited cars. about that. We're talking cars. We're talking, we're talking clothes. Yeah. So I did- um, Even stickers. Stickers. Everything. The whole thing. Comics, the whole line. Do you know what I mean? It's all got to be put out there. Um. But basically anyone who's involved in, you know, making sure that they've got a collection of some sort, mm. um, they are the the proponents mm. really for mm. the next step, which, which has got to happen. Amazing. It's inevitable. Yeah. You know, it will happen. So we just got to make sure that, you know, we can find someone, we've got to find, a, you know, a, a, a basically a philanthropist who yeah. shares that vision. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's see if we can do it. Do you know, you know, that's what I feel. Isn't it amazing that like, you've been consuming, observing, cataloging in your brain, this culture, mm -hmm. and then you're gonna almost be putting it back into the world where it's almost like, in a strange way, that's what the brand should be doing in a way, do you know what yeah, I mean? But it's like, exactly. it's being left to- The archives, to I've heard that there's archives in Adidas, there's archives in Nike. Would no, they ever join? No, no. Would they well, ever do something together? I mean, who knows? Who never? Who ever knows how things will work out? I mean, Adidas bought Reebok. Well, now they're trying to sell Reebok. But you know, mm. you know who would have ever envisaged that? Mm. Um, but who knows what the future holds? But mm -hmm. the thing is, they've got all these archives, but no one from the public can see them. Yeah. Great. You got. All have you seen things. anything? I haven't been. I haven't yeah. been to Portland, and I haven't yeah. been to Herzo yet. I've been right. invited to Herzo. I can go, mm. but it's like got to go on their own steam. Right now, we ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah of, right? course. of course. But the thing is, you know, if it if we if we could travel now, I'd, I'd make a trip to Herzo. You know, in the next you know next week, if I could do it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, I mean, it's crazy times. But let's let's preserve what we have, and let's do. I mean, the thing is, I already did. Um, I already contributed to um, an exhibition called Fashion v Sport, which was at the VNA. Mm -hmm. I think it was about 11, 12 years ago. My homegirl, the guy Salazar, she was the curator mm -hmm. there at the time, and she invited me in, and I was there. Um, so I did the final wall of my favorite, you know, what I think are the most significant. Mm -hmm. I didn't say the best or the mm -hmm. greatest kicks of all time, but yeah. what I thought certain elements, you know, significant. So I represent all the brands in there. So I had everything, you know, mm -hmm. 
I had, you know, your Nikes, your Adidas, your Pumas, your New Balance, et cetera, you know, all represented their mm -hmm. ASICs and everything. And that was before ASICs were even, you know, cool. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. recognize that, you know, the Gel Light 3 is, mm -hmm. is a design classic and it needs to be in there. You know what I mean? Have a pair down there. You have a pair down there? Yeah. There you go. You know what I mean? So the thing is, it's making sure that, you know, all aspects of, you know, the, the sneaker history were represented as much as I could get into a cabinet to, for about 50 pairs of shoes mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that. Barney Trattles, um, old Barney, he, he, he contributed. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a few other people who contributed. But mm -hmm. that's where I met, because I did a talk there. So that's where I met Itor Throop. Mm -hmm. I wasn't aware of Itor prior to that. Um, and but you know visionary you know designer I don't mm. know if he'd call himself a designer I don't know what he refers himself as you know he's he finds solutions I guess I don't know anyway mm. anyway I I tour that's where I met Hiroki from Visvim mm -hmm. um, I think we did it we all did a talk together mm -hmm. and uh, I can't remember who else was there but anyway there was a panel discussion and we also did our own talk etc as well so that was exciting so that was twelve years ago it feels like it's time for another one oh completely. You know, way overdue, way overdue. I but mean, the thing is, it was all, it was all about marrying fashion, um, in, and you know, in how it's you know permeated it, you know, sport mm -hmm. and vice versa. Yeah, you know, and it's even more profound now. Yeah, you know I mean, it's, we can see how it's all going. You know, you've got all these different, um, you know, athleisure brands coming out like now from Lululemon and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff from Gymshark. But the thing is, then you've also got all these new brands that are emerging, like On Running mm -hmm. and uh, you know, Hoka or Hookah. Um, so many new new brands that are coming through that are mm -hmm. like sh shaking everything up. Yeah, which is interesting. Under Armour. Yeah, I mean it's really really interesting times. So what what do you think the future holds? I mean I'm almost getting to a stage now where like I'm looking at sneakers and it's almost like it literally is just an object to look at. Like mm. it's not even you may even peek in the box like before you'd be smelling it so yeah. excited, putting yeah. it on and getting out and yeah. showing everyone. Yes, this, this is the shit. yeah. Whereas now it's almost like photo put it on their social media and like yeah there but, is that but the thing, that's the thing the i mean i was having is... this chat with someone right so basically everyone who used to go to the dance who used to go to the, you know whatever the clubs that were popping or go to the record stores or whatever and they were out and about in town um they're not queuing up outside supreme no they're not queuing up outside foot patrol for his pair of shoes mm -hmm. And that's the thing, and that's where the culture gets eroded because the thing is, it's going into the hands of these resellers who are then trying to sell back the culture mm. to the people who are in the culture. <laughs> that's like, nuts. That's crazy. That's that's nuts, isn't really, it? Really, really nuts. And I, that's I not sustainable. That way. That's not sustainable. No, you know, no, because you know? the person that wants to buy it, yeah, why are they? Paying I mean, it was different. It was different when price. people used to be like, say, in Japan, and they'd just put some stuff on eBay so other people could buy it, mm. right? But they'd still, you know, it wouldn't deny other people within that area. You know, if they buy that from yeah. buying that shoe, yeah. But now what we're seeing is the product sometimes is so limited, mm -hmm. and it's not deemed a success unless it sells out and mm -hmm. commands a high resale value, yeah. which yeah. is bananas. Yeah. Well, you can't actually appreciate a product for how it looks, mm -hmm. what it's made out of, mm -hmm. the vision, the craft that's gone into that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's the thing. I mean, it doesn't have, if it doesn't have the Virgil Abloh cosine, it doesn't have the scroll off white on the side. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not worth it's not. as much as the other one. What? Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah. You know what I mean. I'm not I'm not really a fan of that. There was a word that you mentioned earlier about it being like it, it can't this can't last forever. No. Where do you see sustainability within this culture like 
the way we're talking at consumption on a on a level like mm. you're buying the shoe for a different like in the way that you're ar- you're you're archiving culture yeah that's different to yeah. just but i like, do buy with the intent to wear yeah that's the thing but okay. if you don't get around to wearing it yeah. or if i know something's going to instantly command the resale value yeah then that's my you know future kids college fund right yeah. there so yeah. i don't really want to yeah you know dip you're not flipping that. these shoes no you're buying it no, for no, a different no. yeah exactly that's the thing um, if I got if I'm lucky to get two pairs and I can ice one, I can rock a pair. Right. I've still got to look fresh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't be going out with yeah. like some regular whatever. Do you know what I mean? I've got to look dipped. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So that's the thing. The first yeah. time I saw that was when when we were in Clark's and you were playing, you got your you got your shoes and you're like, no, no, can I have another pair? I was like, yeah, I want to wear them. I was like, oh, yeah. no, that's how it works. And yeah. the more you're around someone, you actually work out how it works. Within the the realm of sustainability, like the way that the shoe is made, mm-hmm. because we're consuming at such a high level. Oh, the now. amount of shoes coming out right now, Robbie, seriously, dude, it's ridiculous. Like, bam, 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 bam. It's like, whoa. We, like, I was talking to someone, just if you're focusing just on hype releases alone, you know, if you're about it, you know, and you wanted every release, you're looking at two to three K a month. That's insane. Which is insane. Yeah. No one, I'm not earning that. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's just like untenable. Then you've got all the other releases that come through. Mm. Then you've got all the new models that are coming out, you know, mm. with the latest technology, you know. But talk, going back to sustainability, yeah. though, the, the actual, brands are really looking yeah. at sustainability. Is that a conversation that ever Because yeah, everything that I'm doing is about sustainability. Like, my artwork is yeah. about sustainability. All of them are doing it. And it's, They're having to. They, like, yeah. And the thing is, is like, I used to try and tell people, like, sustainability 10 years ago yeah. and it was almost like a dirty word like yeah. 15 years ago well i mean and now it's like so rubbish though, yeah that was coming out but you know when but you i was trying at- to make it in my own yeah. way I've, I've never come i've never just started i've not but the thing is, is like, like you say you need people who are going to open a door and get no, people no, to understand the one that opens the door and then all of a sudden yeah. like you open it hey yeah. no but you're doing good you're doing good you're doing good you've opened the door and you're walking through it you still got the keys you still got the keys i hope so i hope so but in your world like you're seeing the the materials that the shoes a bit the people are thinking about techniques yeah how many miles are involved glue exactly all that stuff is that that's a big part of the massive massive part playing a massive part when you're looking at you know say like the 4d printing yes adidas are doing yeah you know sustainable right when when nike are doing new technology as well it's Mm. it's all about that yeah Yeah, that's good and the construction techniques and you know i'm really happy to move. this is the thing though they're trying to move away from leathers and all that kind of stuff but Mm. to synthetics Mm. but the synthetics themselves though you got to question a lot of how they are made and the processes involved in that Mm. you know that's the thing Mm. and then okay cool everyone stops wearing leather Mm. You got how you got about how many billion cows on the planet? Mm. What are they going to do now? You can't eat them because they're you've got, <laughs> maybe, everyone's got maybe to eat them. slow down, so the slow that, down having sex and making more. Like I don't know, I don't know maybe but the thing just is, slow but the, down. The, the thing is, that, yeah, okay, we're going to let the cows roam free because yeah. if you're not eating them, yeah, and you're not farming them for their uh, for their for their hides as yeah. well as a, and, you know as a, as a product on the side, Mm-mm. what are we going to do with those cows? And what are we going to do with the other animals that we've actually intensively farmed to the point that they d- dominate? <laughs> but we can slow people? down the farming process. Maybe yeah, that's the thing is, a if, we, way. if we're leaving them to go be na- nat- nature, right? <laughs> go sure, out and sure wherever, the, sure and go the... roam, and they'll they'll be back. They'll be they'll be they'll be shagging till you know till the, literally the cows rabbits. come home. Like, yeah, like rabbits and the cows come. And the thing is, they're only gonna they're only gonna get more and more. Right. And if I haven't got natural predators, right, to to balance out, yeah. you know, the whole system. You know? I'm sure there's, so there's a way there's of dealing a, with this one. 
I would love to know what yeah. it is. Do you know what I mean? But the thing is, no one's actually posed that question. Right. I'm not saying it is a good you know question, I mean? but I'm sure yeah. that we could handle that one. I, 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 in some way, we can't even I need to think COVID, about dude. it. I mean, do you know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. COVID, There's so many things we think we can handle, you yeah. know, as humans, but we can't. I know. You know. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, interesting times. Though. Very interesting very, times. I mean, but yeah. But you know, sustainability, ethics. Otherwise, we, you know, the world is still going to continue. Absolutely, it's not a question of With the us world or continue. Not. Exactly, yeah. it's not a question of um, whether the, the, the world fine. will continue. Yeah, it's whether we will continue <laughs> with the world. Yes. that's the issue. Yeah, you know, and. Who else are we going to take with us if we all go out? Yeah. You know, which are, you know, the bees. If you, you know, without the bees, we're screwed. My, and they're, my they're, their pollutions, uh, their populations are getting um, eroded. You know, via pollution yeah. or, or other habitats, yeah, or, habitats being destroyed. Have you seen like my fourteen-year-old daughter? She came around one weekend and she like I didn't know what she was going to put on. She just put on the new David Attenborough. Have you seen that? What a G! Have you seen the new one? I haven't seen the new new one, oh but I have to see it. But Be I know because it's be his life. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot in black and white mm. when it was like 50, yeah. 60 years yeah. ago. I, I grew up watching him. And he's going back yeah. to habitats yeah. where he shows you back then and then he shows you now, now and they're not there anymore. No, 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 no. Like I'm talking the entire I mean, forest. things evolve. Things evolve. Yeah. But the thing is, this isn't evolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This what is, he this was showing in, in one lifetime yeah. and it's not nature taking care of this. No. It's man coming no. and going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean the logging—the the logging that's going on in in, in South America, yeah. for example—it continues to go on. Yeah. So how much bloody wood do we need? The lungs of the planet. Yes, pretty much exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. So once they're gone, you know, what are these companies thinking is going to happen? Seriously, mm -hmm. what are you buying the wood for? What are you what are you pulling the wood for? For us, okay, but you do understand if you pull the wood for us at such a rate without you know replenishing it. Um, then you're buying it for us, but then we won't exist. So mm -hmm. you'd have just basically shot yourself in the foot. So within the sneaker uh, culture, coming back to that sustainable question, is there a loop where you're talking, starting with the environment, mm. are they contributing back into environments where the actual, the natural resources or where they actually- I haven't had those conversations with the brands. You should start bringing that yeah, up, man. But, you know. The actual source of where it comes from, yeah. like what's happened, what, what's it, what's it look like after yeah. you finish doing it? But the it? thing is, I think the companies realize that because the thing is, it's all based on sports. And sports is of the earth, mm. interacting with the earth. Mm. They don't want to see the earth destroyed. Mm. So it's in their interest, regardless Absolutely. of whatever, yeah. you know, to make sure that whatever they do, you know, basically doesn't have a detrimental effect mm -hmm. on the planet. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking at sport, generally, most sports don't have a detrimental effect on the planet, do mm -hmm. they? Yeah. Because you're just like running or yeah. whatever we're doing, mm -hmm. you know, so... Mm -hmm. That's the key thing to you know to consider. <laughs> so, is there anything else in the future that you're you're working on? Or is um, just to I need. To, I, I did the... a charity drive a couple of years ago called Spare Max Day, which was in response to Nike's Air Max Day, yep. where we took a load of um, Nike old, old you know people's oh, Nike Airs. Yes. You remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember, we, we, yeah, we cleaned yeah. them up and then we gave them to the to to the those in need. Um, That's via the fantastic. Soup kitchen in Brixton, yeah, via Solly's Soup Kitchen in Brixton. And I, I worked with um, with uh, with Mother, mm. um, this agency Mother on it, mm. and my homeboy Drew there, um, and we did it. So I think we need to, no, we need to do more That's of amazing. that. I wasn't the first Give, person to come up with that yeah. concept. Uh, some people took umbrage like that, and I was like, yeah. dude, we don't own that concept. You didn't come up with that concept. The more people that do do that, yeah. isn't that a better thing? Yeah, I mean, you can't say, oh, this is us. It's yeah. like, no, whatever. That's come amazing. On. Yeah, so we need Giving more people back. to do that. You've got to give back, definitely. So, amazing. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. When is your show? 
You, I know uh, you said Soho Radio. Just yeah, sort of Soho Radio, know, yeah. Tuesday nights, 8 till 10, the All City Show. Fantastic. Yeah. And what can people hear if they Brand check new you out? Brand new, Brand new hip-hop. Brand new hip-hop. And that includes all forms of hip-hop that I consider, you know, grime and yeah. and, and drill and all of that stuff, you know, is, is for me, um, you know, is hip-hop. Rapping on the beat is hip-hop. Amazing. You know, wherever it came from. It Amazing. all came from that route anyway back in the day. So yeah. is there anything else you'd like to finish with or say um, before we Yeah, no, thanks for that. Yeah, I hope it's been entertaining. Oh man, I'd love talking to you. Yeah. 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 Well, I've been really more. wanting to talk to you and I can't wait to actually do a little animation of this as oh, well. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah that'd be funny. <laughs> what are you chat about? What are you chat about? Thank you for listening. This podcast was produced by Viral Tribe. For more information about our work, please visit tribe.fm with two eyes. Sign up and join the podcast revolution.